We gotta do. We gotta do this bond now. If we're gonna do it, we got a lot yeah, to say. Have time. We go. No, we, we gotta. Do we have to do it. We have Can to. Can I tell it. you what my pharmacological changes? Oh yeah, please. I haven't had any coffee yet. Ooh. Oh, it doesn't you don't seem? They don't seem see different. Yeah, I don't think I just seems suddenly started. I suddenly started drooping there. <laughs> Didn't have time. I, you know, I got like, this plumbing situation here. Yeah, it's and, bad. And, bad time over there. Yeah, not bad. It's not, you know, it's, it's nothing catastrophic. Rough, but, you know, you got to coordinate stuff and you're trying morning. to do a show and you got a guy coming over. And and uh, I was actually up early by my standards. But just you, did, I got a text message from you earlier than I've ever gotten any did, message from you of any just kind. One, you know, just have, have one of those mornings where you get up, even no matter what, by by your own personal standards, you get up early and you still feel like like you didn't get anything done. I didn't even have time to make coffee. <laughs> Terrible. So we had, uh, I, I forget who submitted this to us, but after the show last week, uh, somebody sent us in an, an article that they wrote. It's over on something called ubergrid.tumblr.com. And as is, as is typical with, with these kinds of sites, there's very, very little information about the person. Uh, the, almost no way to know if this is a person's site, if it's a robot. And if you click about, it says Warren Ellis's notebook and mental oversplash. So I'm, I'm guessing this person, Warren Ellis, wrote this and maybe even sent it to us. All right. But he writes, in Casino Royale, James Bond is the Bond girl. Look at the way they even show him emerging from the ocean like Ursula Andress. Sexual torture, too. I don't know why sexual torture would make him a Bond girl. But if, if less creepy glam than being stripped and painted gold, Vesper Lind is Bond. Never in control, never, never not, never in, not control, in control, never without a plan, seducing to further her goals. She has to die so Bond can become her. Care to comment? Yeah, I think that's pretty astute. Hmm. You know, and I think it fits right in with our. our After she dies, he gets the gets the music back. All right, in the show notes. So uh, this week's Bond is that we're. It's momentous. This is the, we've done them all now. This is the last this is bond. It. This is the last one. The last one ever made. And maybe ever will be made. No, we know no, that there's a new one. There's no, a new you one. can't say that because you're going to get, I know you're joking, but we're going to get 400 emails. <laughs> right. We know, that. we know better. There's a new one being made right now. Uh, this movie's growing on me. I think this is the third time I've seen it. I've seen and it I've, twice. It's growing on me. I really did disliked it the first time. I liked it a little bit more the last time, and I liked it a little bit more this time. I do feel like it. It. It actually. Somebody. Somebody sent this in that it actually works best when you watch it immediately after watching Casino Royale. Like immediately isn't like you hit. You know, you hit next, and it go right, right. to the next one. Right, or at least while it's still very fresh in your memory, because it does. It is a continuation. He's got the guy in the trunk in the opening scene is right. the guy that he. The Mr. White that he shot. Wounded in the, the leg. Right. Wound the leg. It's a nice opening. It's a nice feel to the opening. So you here's, know, here's, here's let me just, I'll drop this. I'll drop this right now. I felt, and I said this on Twitter, I felt like this was a good movie. It did not, to me, feel like a Bond movie. And my wife actually watched this one with me. I couldn't get her to watch anything from Roger Moore. Hmm. She would not do it. Uh, she oh you're watching one of those and she'd like I'll I'll be in the other you know she couldn't do it but this one I said listen I got to watch this Bond again she said well didn't you just watch this the other night I said yeah but I I got to watch it again so she said, oh I'll watch it too we both watched it last night like it's like a family movie event and uh, she her comment after watching this was 
and I'm writing notes and making notes all the time. She says, you know, she says, this seemed more like an action movie to me than a Bond movie. Yeah, I could see that. And, yeah. and, and that really sums it up. I mean, that was, that was exactly what I was thinking too, which is there, the action sequences in this movie were really, really good, especially in the beginning with all the scaffolding and everything. Great action sequences. Um, many people compare it to a Jason Bourne film. In, in the kind of pacing of the movie and the pacing of the action sequences. I'll tell you, though, I'll tell you something that was different for me. I'll tell you something. And I, I feel like I don't want to say this. I don't want to say this because I, I, I already feel bad about saying it. And I really want to get your take on this. Maybe you can turn this around for me. since. In, but when I'm watching the Jason Bourne movies, I really care like about Jason Bourne and what's happening to him. I want him to win. You know, like I want him to like figure the thing out or or get the bad guy or whatever, get revenge for the girl, whatever it is. Like you want him to be, and you also want Jason Bourne to be okay. You, you feel Jason Bourne's like paranoia and like you're on the edge of your seat helping this guy. Is he going to be, is he be all right? Is he going to be all right? Oh, he, he kicked that guy. He's ass. Great. Is he going to be okay? Because he can be all right. I hope he, oh, he's okay. Oh no, he's not. You know, you get into it with this. It's like, uh, you know, he, you know, he's going to be, I didn't care that much. I didn't care that much. Like not that I wasn't entertained. But at no time was I very worried about James Bond in this movie. Compared even just to the last movie, mm. compared to Casino Royale, I was worried about him. I cared about him more. Then this movie, I'm like, you know, a lot of racing around, a lot of... But he'll be all right. He'll get cut up a little. Yeah. It was too many, too much chasing. Too much chasing. It was, it was. I think it's like a, too much like a generic action movie. And uh, Less, more, it a, more action, not enough Bond. I like the opening. I thought the opening car chase was good. Great, yeah, great and car I think chase. It's, I think it ends at a nice little moment where you're, holy shit, there's a guy in the trunk the whole time. And, oh, it's that guy. And, yeah. and I have to admit, the first time I watched this, the first time I watched it, I didn't remember that that was the guy from Casino Royale. Because the first time I watched Quantum of Solace was like two years after I'd seen Casino Royale. You know, it was probably like extemporaneous from, from when Casino Royale came out and when this came out. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't remember him. Um, I did the second time, of course, and, and now this time I'm very familiar with Casino Royale, and that makes sense. Um, but that's also very unbond-like to have a. I mean, it, it's a new, it's a you know a new, new bond. series. Sure. It's unlike the old Bond, though, where there would be like an immediate, you know, cliffhanger ending that immediately continues, you know, to the next movie. Yeah. Um, but I like it. Uh, I'm kind of getting sick of the double agents. A lot, of double, I, you know, I, a lot of double agents. I complained about that in the last Pierce Brosnan one, right? Was it the last Pierce Brosnan one? Yeah. Or one of the Pierce Brosnan ones, I complained about the double agents in MI6, that it's a, it seems like a cheap ploy. And then, of course, Casino Royale is actually about a double agent, Vesper Lind. And I don't think I mentioned that last week, but it's actually, that's one that's actually done right. Like, it seems like there was a decent motivation for it. She had this boyfriend she was trying to protect. She was in a tight spot. Um, and she tried to... Um, she tried to thread the needle and get the money for the people who were going to harm her boyfriend. Yeah. You know, the poker money. And not hurt James Bond. And even apparently negotiated at the end to not have him killed. 
Although I'm still not clear to me whether that's why he survived because she told Mr. White, don't kill the guy who's in there being tortured, just kill the, you know, Le Chiffre. Uh, but I still don't know. I think they needed Bond to, to type the code in, you know, to, to unlock the to money. unlock the money. But still, she didn't want him. It's fair to say she didn't want him to die. All she wanted was the money. Right. Um, whereas now we've got this thing where M's bodyguard for five years is actually in this mysterious organization. It just seems. It just seems. Like you she, you, you see her sort of reaction to this as like, you can't believe it. Look, here's the Christmas gift I gave him. That just seems like, like I mean, you, it's you like, know. It's like a beyond beyond the scope of any sleeper agent that you could possibly right. have. And then to, then after all those eight years, to totally botch everything up like that, what a waste, too. Yeah, I'm not even, even he sure. He didn't even do what he was supposed to do. Yeah. Uh, uh, why, why do it at the... He did it in the way that was the most like screenwriter-ish where he's revealed as the double agent after Mr. White says the first thing you need to know is that we have people everywhere. Right. And you think, ooh, what does that mean? And it ends up, and then he goes like, right? Yeah. <laughs> and then the guy starts shooting. And it, it you know, it's like if you were really going to do that, if it was you're in this organization with this guy and he's been captured and, you know, and why would you wait for that moment? when you And when you already have your gun out, you know, and and wouldn't you shoot James Bond first if yeah. you you know he knows everything M knows you know <laughs> right like wouldn't you think well I, this is going to be tough even though we're going to have the element of surprise on these people this is still going to be tough now and let me be- you know who said it best I think uh, Henry Hill said it best in Goodfellas this is right at is the process of the whole the jig is up he's being arrested and he says uh, for a second I thought I was dead. When I heard all the noise, I knew they were cops. Only cops talk like this. If they'd been wise guys, I wouldn't have heard a thing. I would have been dead. That's right. how this agent would have done it. He, right. wouldn't, he wouldn't have been like standing there, oh, I'm going to wait for White to give me my cue and then I'll kill people ineffectively. Right. No, he would have just, he would have just took them out. They would have been walking right. down the hall, gone. Well, why right. put on a big show? Why do they put on a big show in front of the people that they're about to kill? Like, what? who needs that? Just set me yeah. free and let's go. Yeah. And it just sort of sets the tone, I think, for the action movie-ness of this movie. You know? And it was a good chase that followed, a nice foot chase, you know, over the rooftops. Uh, you know, some really good exciting chase. stuff. I love that one moment where Bond is on a downslope of a building and the tiles are falling. That was great. And, you know, it's like, what do you do? And he, like, just jumped the gap over the alley to the other side. Yeah. Even though it took him to the wrong side of the alley of the guy, it was like his snap decision of... You know, this is the only way I'm going to make this is if I just jump. That was a nice little thing. I mean, that's, um, it was a good chase. But then I thought it really got, it was, I thought this stuff in Haiti was really bad. Then the Haiti scenes is the, are the ones where he first meets the girl. Right. I forget her name. I don't even know uh, her name. And then, and then uh, he's where he's driving, he's driving around on the motorcycle. Then he's on the, the boat right. chase and ramming so the boat. And then he, get, he gets down to the dock and there's like a warehouse. And we meet the bad guy, you know, the, the Mr. Green, Dominic Green. Yeah. Dominic Green, you know, he just looks like a, a, such a generic action movie bad guy. A little <laughs> prissy, yeah. you know. Yeah. Uh, it, it, you know what I mean? In a way, he's even got like the standard bad guy haircut. Like, he's not a tough guy bad guy. He's like a slimy bad guy, mm. like a like untrustworthy bad guy. And he's just, 
He's just not interesting. He seems like a bad guy from like one of the Pierce Brosnan bonds. <laughs> and, and the whole thing, that whole section really suddenly felt like a Pierce Brosnan era bond movie. High production values look good. But, you know, and then there's a, a generic Bolivian general, you know, who, who, uh, you know, just uh, truly ruthless. Ruthless, and, corrupt, butch- everything you can say bad. Right. Butchered a family and, and, uh, and, and was willing to, uh, Take a girl as as a deal sweetener, only on the condition that he throw her overboard when he's done with her. Yeah. Uh, Which to yeah. him seemed like he was going to do that anyway, right? And then it's you know, and then uh, it's just like a really to me not a good action sequence. The whole thing on the boats where Bond to rescue her, just you know, rams a boat. It just seems so preposterous that it just feels outside this Bond's universe, which is, seems supposed to be a little bit more realistic. It just seems like all of a sudden I'm watching an episode of the A Team, <laughs> like a really good episode of the A Team. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think what else is. You know, they're damming up Bolivia's water supply. Seems. Yeah. Just, I thought there was a good scene. I thought one good scene was on. Is there uh, normally water going underneath the desert? Like, how do you like in I caverns under the desert? I don't really understand. I've never understood that. I never yeah. understood. Is that how it is in Bolivia? I mean, maybe that's what Bolivia is. I've never been. It there. just seems like they decided to try to set the audience up to think that this was all about oil. And and there was a remark where where Dominic Green said this is about the most precious resource on the planet. And you know everybody thinks well a bad guy and. Bolivia and it's got to be about oil and and the, you know and and then you think oh no the most precious resource is water yeah it's like who cares it doesn't really matter like they set it up like it mattered that it was water and not oil but it doesn't matter all you need is a MacGuffin right, right? It, yeah. it could have been gold could have yeah. been oil could have been water it's right. it doesn't really matter which one it is that's a good point they've set it up like it mattered and it was supposed to be this big reveal that oh water is the most precious thing but it doesn't matter all there has to be is something to fight over doesn't matter what it is. Uh, oh, so it ends up that that guy Mathis is not a traitor. Right. That was never really explained, though. Like, so he got taken away for double-crossing Bond. Oh, and I guess it's because Vesper was the real... That's, that's the explanation. I just figured that out right now. That's how slow I am. Vesper was got, the actual... Right. So when he was recuperating from the torture, he had Mathis taken away as a double agent. Right. He says and, he's a double agent. Get him out of here. And and, and then it ends up that it was all, that, no, it's all Vesper. I knew that. Yeah, I got it. I got it. See, and that's funny because they never they never really mentioned that before. Yeah, he did. He did. He did kind of get Mathis. <laughs> what uh, What did you think of the scene on the airplane when Bond is drinking a Vesper? And did you think that whole thing was a little overdone? He's like, what are you drinking? I don't know what I'm drinking. And the bartender's like, oh, it's, you know, and he gives the whole recipe. Like, did you, did we need, what did that do? Was that just for fans? It seemed like it was just for fans. The whole Vesper recipe scene. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Did you like that scene? Yeah, he had drink, he had six of those? Yeah, that's pretty, that's pretty hard to believe. Seriously? I mean, even a guy with a, a big capacity. Well, I mean, it's a long flight, though. And and you know the thing that's is, a, that's, a, that's a. I mean, that's a metric ton of booze. I mean, that is that. <laughs> it's a lot. And I'll tell you, I'll tell you what else. What I didn't like about that scene, it was a little. That, that's that, eighteen ounces of gin, six ounces of vodka. <laughs> 
I mean, yeah, I, I, let's just round even off. Even you just, couldn't I'm, put that down on a on Right, one let's plane, not right? even count the Kina Lele because that's that's relatively low alcohol. But six ounces of vodka <laughs> and 18 ounces of gin, that's a, that's a hell I mean, of a... You, you probably don't even drink that much on a flight. I, I like the scene. I mean, I think it's good that he, you know, he's still... You know, it, it, it set him up as that he's still bereft. Uh, he's still torn up about... Yeah. He's, he's still... He says he's not, picture. but he is. Uh you know, and he's tying one on. Tell you what I didn't like about that scene. It bugged me a little bit. Throughout the whole movie, we see Bond in various states of uh, disheveledness, if that's a word. We see him perfectly coiffed and, and dressed and, and, and put together. And then we see him all cut up and beat up, especially at the end when he's driving around Bolivia, and, you know, with uh, dropping what's-her-name-off at the train. And he did, doesn't look especially good. But here... For for a guy who's who's put all that liquor down, it's the end of a rough day. It's the middle of the night. Everyone else is sleeping. He's sitting there drinking. He looks perfect. His tie. I've never seen somebody drink that much for that long and, and, keep, the tie. and keep the tie all the way up yeah. with the perfect little fold in yeah, it. I mean, you know, good good for him. He's Bond. Great. But uh, he doesn't look that good in any of the other scenes. Yeah. That was his best scene. Yeah. I don't know where, where, how do you get on an airplane that has a bar like that? Because I want to fly that airline. <laughs> I, bet, I bet you do. I do. I want to fly that airline. <laughs> I don't care what the tickets cost. I want that. That's, that is what I want, especially for like an international flight. I've been on international flights. I went to New Zealand last year and it's, they just stick you in a regular seat like you're flying to Chicago. I mean, I want the one where I can sit at a bar, you know, for a couple of hours. That's how you fly across the ocean. Who was, who was uh, the guy? That was hanging out with uh, with Felix Leiter the whole time. Who was that guy with the mustache? He was the section CIA section chief. What a dork! What was his? I, I mean, why the act? That actor just didn't fit to me. It didn't see. Didn't seem right for the party. He, had the, he was the, like the, he's like the ugly American. The walrus mustache. Yeah. Felix Leiter was good in this movie. Yeah, he was all right. They did that was the this movie really redeems that guy as Felix Leiter. He's a pretty cool cat. Thick beard on that guy. Yeah. He's, he's a cool guy. He's got guy. one of those beards that goes the, up the whole cheek. The entire cheek is covered. Yeah. He's a cool guy. I like that scene where he meets with, uh, with Bond. And, uh, in the bar? Yeah. And he orders a beer. And he says, well, how long do I have? And he goes, you got about 30 seconds. Yeah. Uh, and Bond's already got his exit mapped. See, I like that. That was a good scene to me. Like where Bond already scene. knew. He knew that when he met the guy that he was that the clock was already going to be ticking and that the you know that the thugs were coming in and he already knew which way he was going to go, uh, and I like I like to see Felix uh, finishing off his beer right and watching everything unfold and it's, to him this is that's just a day at the office no big deal right so this, uh, is, this is the last bond how does this leave you you know after all as far as we've come with all these but the the whole ending with the 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 hotel that's made out of natural gas i mean it's uh, that's really what left (laughs) such a bad taste in my mouth the first time i watched it it's just such a bad ending they had to have a big explosion so no but it really seems it's it's like that great gag in the last action hero remember that movie i haven't seen that in forever is that Schwarzenegger movie that was just like a, it was such a deft parody of Schwarzenegger action movies. Yeah. Remember that? Yeah. And they even made like a thing about, uh, about how 
it, cars are explosive. You know that you can just <laughs> tap tap them the wrong way right. in an action movie, and it and you get this enormous explosion. Like that's this that would this was that. You know, I mean, who would make an exploding hotel? It makes no sense. Right there in the rooms in a luxury hotel, they had these tanks that were like <laughs> caution explosive. Right. Like just right there in the wall. Don't touch right. it. Don't touch it. It'd be that would be like putting a a. a, a a regular window on an airplane that people could just open if they wanted. Yeah, that so, was a really bad. Really end. bad. And they, the one guy even says it. The uh, the Bolivian, uh, I guess the new El Presidente is talking to the other guy. I guess who ran the hotel. I don't know who. It didn't really make sense right. who he was. And he's saying, "Oh, you know, we have the natural gas." And the other guy's like, uh, "It seems unstable." I'm like, yeah, it seems really weird. Yeah, there was a nice little little uh, callback there where uh, when that field agent uh, or I, I don't know, I say that because her name was Fields, Miss Fields, right? Uh, where Bond goes to his room and there she is, she's dead, covered with oil, right? Sort of a nice little callback to uh, Goldfinger. Goldfinger. How many is that now? M asks him. <laughs> See, I'm not sure about that though because I, this I, is the second second mission or whatever. Yeah, well, I mean, he's obviously had other missions before he was raised to double O status. So it's not like M and so Bond. He's been, he's been killing us, getting assistance killed all this time. Right. I also thought that, you know, M... It M, almost seemed to me like that line was wrong because it seemed to me to reference the whole James exactly, Bond exactly. history, which hasn't happened in this right. world yet. So there's, there's another thing that M, M kind of goes from you know, shut him down, bring him in, make it darn near impossible for him to do anything. He's essentially, you know, relieved of duty to he's my agent and I trust him. You know, it was kind of a little, a little too much. What earned his trust there? I guess that he didn't, that after he dispatched the other, uh, agents in the elevator very quickly and easily just sort of, you know, Headbutted well, them when, all to wait, death. When, but when was it? When when did he go to the opera and identify uh, all those? Bad that was guys that who, was earlier. That was before yeah, she, I think she shut off his credit card. Oh, that's right. Because it was when he, he was left. he he apparently that was that was what triggered it because he took the guy right. and he right. he knocked the guy off the, guy off the roof. Off the roof. She was so upset about that, right? And, and right. she they automatically assumed that he was the one that also shot him, and he never said, "Oh, I didn't shoot him. I just pushed him off the roof." Right. Which uh, you would have think James Bond would have made a quip about that. Right. Yeah, I think maybe she turned around though because it panned out, and that when they you know like called the CIA guy and asked about Dominic Green. And, and I thought that was a nice little little Bondian touch where the guy was like, right. what are you talking about? And he said, you know, I have no interest. And she goes, no, think about it. They just, as soon as I call, asked about him, they forwarded me to the section chief in South America. How would they know would to they do, do that, that if they weren't tracking him? Right. Of course they're tracking him. Right. A couple, a couple Bond touches in an action movie. Right. Yeah, where, does it, where does this leave us, John? We've come a long way. Well, I mean, we were talking. Were we talking on the on the air or off there last week about the fact that there's the rumor that Blofeld might be in the that was off the air, yeah, off the air, yeah. There's the the screenwriter was asked the screenwriter for Bond twenty three, the one that's in production now, or or one of the screenwriters, but uh, he was quoted before he got the job writing this screenplay years ago that Bond should always be fighting Blofeld, that that's the heart of the Bond character in series mm. and then he was asked about this last week 
And all he said, he did, did just said that he smiled and said, you're right, Bond should always be fighting Blofeld. So some people are reading into that, that maybe, maybe Blofeld's coming back. Well, what else could be could, Spectre? Else you know, they didn't name, they did not name Mr. White's organization. I, and, and I wouldn't have picked up on that if not ah. for that rumor. If not for the rumor that I read that Blofeld's coming back, uh, I wouldn't have picked up on it. But Mr. White's organization is unnamed. It's yeah. just everywhere, yeah. that they have people everywhere. And M in private to Bond afterwards is freaked out and saying, how can, how can we know nothing about these people, right? And it seems like, you know, it's, it's like a captains of industry type uh, organization based on, uh, based on uh, you know, like the, the, having a meeting at the opera and toppling dictators. And I'm, I'm thinking it's Spectre. That's what I'm thinking. I hope it is. I hope you're right. So that's it then. No bond. No bond next week. No bond you for know a long I time. I can't help but feel. I I can't help but feel that. I mean, how many how many movies is people in the chat room are saying it's called Quantum? But what is the new movie? No, the uh, the secret agency. Oh, really? But, yeah, but is that uh, I think that I think that's an easy th- I I was thinking about that while you were saying it and I wouldn't even have brought it up because to really? me that seems like a cover name. When did they say that? I, I missed it if they did. Well, that's that's what the they've been referring to it as the whole thing. Who has? The people in the movie, the whole whole two I didn't hear it, it. Well, Maybe that was the project, though, like Project Quantum. Well, that's all I'm saying is we don't, you know, it's easy. Well, it's easy you know to what? Sweep there's also the, the fact, though, that there's also the weird legal stuff where, uh, um, where Quant- Spectre, you know, and they do this all the time in a Bond movie. They call it one thing and it's something else. But, that, really but there's also else. the whole thing where they got away from Spectre and Blofeld because of the legal wranglings over um, Thunderball. You know, with the whole thing of how the legal rights and how the guy got to make Never Say Never Again, the Thunderball remake, that yeah. that and that the, the the official Bond series stopped making Blofeld and Spectre movies because they didn't want to risk any further lawsuits in the area. So maybe you know they're not going to call yeah, it. Maybe they're uh, just calling it. Well, you know, it's I yeah, don't know. I didn't, I didn't want to correct but, you on it because I'm uh, I'm thinking as it that, turns out, Quantum is the name of the shadowy terrorist organization yeah. alluded to but never identified in Qu- Casino Royale. I don't know. Yeah. I think that I think they should get smart, figure out this uh, this legal stuff out, yeah. change it out. So maybe it's just you know it, it doesn't what matter you to think me. Of the, the last thing I want to do about this movie It doesn't matter to me if they if it is the Spectre. I don't care if they call it Spectre. Although I kind of feel like they got to call the guy Blofeld. Can't what have Blofeld calling him Blofeld. Now then, that would ruin it. What did you think of this Ol- Olga? Who's Olga? Olga is uh, Ol- Olga. Olga is Camille. Montes, she is the the woman we couldn't think of the name of. Oh, what did you uh, think of her as a Bond girl? Eh, not really memorable. I mean, she was all right. Not a big fan of hers. No. Doesn't doesn't rank. No. She did some of the stunts. Just seem tacked on. Here's what I think. I just feel like how many movies is is Daniel Craig going to get to make as Bond? One more. I think he's got to do more than one more. One more. That's it. You think it's only one more? Yep. I think he's got to do at least two more. Oh, he should do two more. I'm telling you, he won't. He won't do them. He'll do one more. 
Yeah, I think he'll do two more. Okay. Um, but what's the most he could make? The most he could make is probably three more for a total of five. Right? I don't know. Then, I don't know if the audience will tolerate him for three more movies. Really, I think he's doing good. But mm-hmm. here's the thing: I just feel like the most you're going to get is is five. Uh, and I just feel like they wasted one. I don't feel like it was a bad movie, but I feel like after it's after Casino Royale that that they set the bar so high that they're only going to make if they're only going to make three or four with him. I mean, if they only make three, it's even more of a tragedy that one of them was just so vapid. Well, though, here's what they're going to have to do is uh, they're they're going to have to pull out all the stops and make this next movie uh, a real a real Bond movie. I mean, a real Bond movie. Right. I forgot that the, I forgot that her parents they said her parent father was Russia Russian. Yeah. That's, well, maybe that's... maybe we'll do a retrospective next week, just going over some thoughts. Well, not next week. We, right, no, the week so, after, no. we'll do a retrospective on the thoughts about Bond, collecting all the thoughts. All right. Prediction. I want you to get on the record and make a prediction. What do you what do you predict the new iPhone looks like? I would have said something completely different before I heard your argument against uh, against a teardrop shape, and you've complete you've completely swayed me. I would have said it it'll be the very much like a teardrop shape, like the uh, like the pictures. I don't know. You know, I think I think you really you really touched on something in that in that having a balanced phone really does make a lot more sense. It makes sense for the way that, that most people use it. Um, I don't know. I, I will, I'll tell you this much. I'll be surprised if it's the same form factor that we see today, but now I'm, I'm suspect of a teardrop factor. I'm more confused than ever. Let me just put it that way. I'm not even gonna make a prediction. I don't even know. I don't even know anymore. If you'd asked me at the beginning of the show, I would have said a teardrop. And now I just, uh, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Wait, wait, Way to go on the record, Dan. I can't go on the record. I can't. I can't. I don't know. I'll tell you what. I mean... Captain Courageous. Fine. I'll say that it is uh, is not going to be a teardrop shape. It'll be... So let's do three choices. Okay. Uh, A, almost indistinguishable from an iPhone 4. B, the teardrop thing that that is widely rumored. Uh, Or C... Something new entirely, but maybe vaguely, sort of like an iPhone four, but easily identified from an iPhone four. I th- I think that's key. I think I think I think being easily identified as not being an iPhone four, that's important to Apple, right? Like, or as opposed to a tweaked iPhone four, more like an evolved iPhone four. Uh, I like that evolved. That's what your your heart is telling you. That that's what it says. Yeah. Has to be. They have to have a, something visually different. Something has to change. I know we're tacking this on at the end after Bond, but I, I, the other thing I, I just wanted to say this when we were talking about it before is the other thing I wanted to make was that it seemed to me with the iPhone 4 that the iPhone 4 was where if you go from the original iPhone to the 3G and 3GS, which, you know, let's just say were the same design, to this, that this is where they were heading. That this is more symmetric. It is less adorned. More symmetry, less adorned, flatter, you know. Uh, it just seems like th- it was a direction that they've been going ever since the first iPhone. 
and and the teardrop thing to me seems like a complete 180 yeah like a like a we had it all wrong with the iPhone 4 but the iPhone 4 is an enormous success yeah i it's don't like, yeah that's what i don't get It'll and be, it just seems you know and it doesn't it just seems like it it seems like people who are who are believing it are only thinking about it skin deep as opposed to thinking about the actual practicality of such a design that's what i say all right, we'll figure out a time next week. I don't know when it'll be. Maybe well, definitely. But for the people who are going to wonder, how's John going to be over there? And we're still, we will definitely do a show there. We may do it. We may do it Tuesday afternoon or evening after uh, after the big event. We may do it then. Uh, right, you may I go should. to your to your hotel room. You may call in because we have the ability to right. to take a call. You may call in. We've done that before. But it, it will be it will be a show that will be focused on on this uh, on this yeah. iPhone five. All right. Good show. Good show. All right. Have a good week and oh. uh, safe travels out there. Oh, oh, one more thing. One more thing. Yeah. One more thing. Because uh, uh, every once in a while I think of one more Bond thing and then I, uh, I think, well, I'll, I'll just mention it next week. Oh, but yeah. never, we do it next week. I don't think that saving the Bond music and credits to the end works in the second movie like it did in the first. I feel like they should have had it at the beginning. Yeah. Well, I really uh, totally nailed it. I agree with you completely. And I think that not using the Bond music throughout at least... Maybe not a lot. Maybe like I said about the Apple logo, where use the Bond music less, and then it means more when you do play it, as opposed to every time he's being chased playing classic Bond music. But you got to have a little bit of it in there, and I think it's what it 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 helped make it feel less like a Bond movie. That 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 this I'm just watching a generic and you know decent action movie starring Daniel Craig. Yeah, got to get that music in there. Got to get it in there earlier. That's my last comment. All right. You going to be all right? Yeah. Did all you ever right. think we'd get to the end? Never did. Seemed like something. When you, when you have that many... I wonder if that's what it's like to run a marathon. Like you run it and you see it, like you're a mile marker and you think, oh, maybe I'm halfway and it just says six. And you're like, oh, God, that's only a quarter of the way. It just seemed like we'd, we'd have Bond movies forever. Seemed like it when we started this thing. I remember just sitting there thinking, "Man, because you know what else? Never get the end of this." People, you know, people want us to keep going and do other movies, do some other series. But one thing that I'm reluctant to even start on with is is that no matter what we pick, we're going to have to keep picking new ones every couple weeks. Yeah, right. Even if we pick the Star Trek movies, which we're not going to pick, I don't think, because I don't really care for them. But there's only even if you count all the Star Trek movies, there's only like. 13 of them or 11 of them or something. I don't know. You know, if you do, people say we should do Star Wars, but there's only six of them. You know, you're all, we're going to be stuck picking new movies all the time. People want to hear it though. I mean, you got to respect that. Don't you think? Yeah. Well, I'm just saying it's not never going to be, we pick the best one first. Stay tuned. That's all you're saying. You're saying stay stay tuned. We'll figure something out. We'll figure something out. It's not, we're not giving up. All right. Have a good week, John. Have a good trip out there. All right. See you from the West Coast. Bye.